you can have a press opportunity where you share a founder story that instead of translating just into sales, translates into somebody reaching out to you and inviting you to speak in your local community. So I feel like what you really want to look at is how is our brand growth and our visibility evolving and changing now that we've added press into it. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we're dedicated to helping product-based business owners turn into revenue-generating, successful, happy product bosses. I'm Jacqueline Snyder. And I'm Mina Kunlo-Sitep. Together through digital courses, coaching, and masterminds, we've helped over 50,000 students from startup to multi-million dollar businesses scale their sales while blending in their dream life. It gets lonely out there in the product business world. We fully believe a business shouldn't be built alone. There's room at the top for all of us. So let's get scrappy and creative together, Product Boss, to be profitable, make more sales, and grow your visibility. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Do you know what time it is, Product Boss? It is sweater weather. It's football season. It's Q4. It's the busiest time of year for our Product Bosses. And this is the home stretch, my friends. It's time to close out another year strong and prep for the next year of revenue. So to bring in more businesses Q4 and beyond, you are going to need sales software that's going to help you score. And the top tools are all inside the new HubSpot Sales Hub. With customizable prospecting workspace, smart deal management suite, and AI-powered apps, you can take total control of your operation to generate more leads and land more sales. The AI-powered chat spot speeds up your day-to-day tasks with simple chat solutions, while AI Assistant cranks out copy, outlines, and out-of-the-box ideas. They're cleverly designed to accelerate your workflow and baked right inside of your CRM. And when you pair a sales hub with other hubs and HubSpot Smart CRM, your team will be on the same page across the entire customer journey. Leads won't slip through the cracks, and data is connected across marketing, sales, and operations, so you can better measure your impact on the bottom line. Stop sticking to the same old strategies and start closing more deals, because the best time to score is Q4. Make the switch to HubSpot Sales Hub at hubspot.com slash sales. Hey, hey, product bosses, Jacqueline here, and we are back with a really exciting episode. And I think that this episode is going to light up your PR game. Yes, we are digging deep into publicity. So I know a lot of you out there are thinking, okay, This is the season. This is our season, product bosses, right? This is gift giving season when all eyes are on products. And maybe you're thinking, how do I make the most of it? How could I even think about, you know, sharing my brand's story in a way that it's not just heard, but remembered? And with that, can I get more eyes on my business by getting publicity? So today's your lucky day because we have the fabulous Sabina Hitchin, founder of Press for Success back on the podcast with us to spill all the secrets. She's going to tell you how to dig into and do the art of pitching. We're going to dive deep into the PR world and talk about how can you optimize the season and get press for success. You see what I did there for your business right now. I mean, this episode is a goldmine. So if you've ever thought about PR or maybe you've done it, or maybe you've had some sort of local news talk about you or 
maybe just maybe you could be like some of our product bosses that have been on shows like Good Morning America. This is possible for you too. And they've used so many of the secrets and tips that Sabina is going to share with you today. So are you ready to jump into the episode? Before we do, make sure that you are subscribed to the show. Just pause for a sec. Go follow the show. Okay. So you know when we have brand new episodes coming out, grab a notebook and a pen, maybe something delicious to sip on like an almond milk latte. And let's jump into the show. Sabina, welcome back to the Product Boss Podcast. So good to be here. Hi, all of you. Hi. Okay. I love Sabina. She's a friend. We've known each other for years. She has been such a support to you've been a bonus as a part of our multi-stream machine community. Mm-hmm. You've just you've added such depth to this community. So I'm really excited to have you back on. And we're in the month of November. And a lot of people obviously there's a lot of eyes out there. People are wanting more customers. They're wanting to get in front of people. And you are the founder and the owner of Press for Success, right? It's a PR school. So we're so lucky to have you on this episode because it's like, yes, please tell us, Sabina, (laughs) what can we do in November? So let's kind of jump into, I'd love people to know a little bit more about sort of how they can take action in some simpler ways. Like how can we fill up and make the most of this month? And I'm so glad we're doing this because before I give you some of my favorite go-to stories for the season, I think it's so important to highlight, like, we think it's end of November, so that's it for us. Especially when it comes to things like press because they feel like beasts, so I guess it's that's it for us. But really, there are so, there's so much possibility. There's two full months of the year, and then we march into the new year. It's just like a calendar turn to new opportunities. So let's just, like, reframe. There's so much time. So... Let's talk about what that could look like for us. One of my favorite things to do is talk local right now. We can talk gift guide a little bit later because that's an obvious one. But I want to talk about things that not everyone's doing, which means the highway is less crowded and you all can jump in there and go for it. So I want you to first talk about and think about leaning into your local press. I'm talking like local ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, your local newspaper. Everyone has one, no matter what hometown you're in. And first sort of cruising it to see how they're covering small businesses and things like that. But what you really want to aim towards doing is pitching a story to them that takes them behind the scenes with you as you prepare for the busy holiday season. Remembering this is something where you have to put your PR hat on a little bit and not get nervous to be like, this is so exciting. I'm a local jewelry designer and take you behind the scenes as we design, as we get packages, as we send it out, we'll tell you what it looks like what we're feeling this season will reflect on like what we're seeing in terms of the economic impact of the, you know, what's going on. So one, again, one of our ideas is invite your local press to come along for the ride with you for holiday. And that will look different for different people. One thing I just want to say with that is um, no matter what it is, you want to lean into who you are in your story, what you can share with them, what kind of behind the scenes you can share, even if it's staged and giving them a lot of visual, right? Like you can see me design jewelry, You can see me in my shop working on millining like hats and things like that. So that's where we want to go with that idea. Amazing. So people out there might be thinking, okay, that's great. That's a really cool idea. And which I think you can also use this as content, right? Like you can use this on your social channels, like this concept. Totally. But how would they reach out? Like, is this what's inside of Press for Success? Do they need a press release? Like, what do they need to do? I think that's a great question. And yeah, like all of this is stuff we teach you at Press for Success, but like, let's get into it with the product bus listeners and let's tell you exactly, I want you to leave here 
with things you can actually start doing immediately. So here's some really easy intel because it's 2023, almost 2024. Everything you need is on the internet. You don't have to like go buy a media database or like do all this fancy stuff. What you need to have is like, do I have a website? Can I find a way to succinctly describe like, this is who I am and this is what I do. All of you are product bosses. It doesn't take 10 sentences to describe what you do because what we want to do is find a way in so you're approaching your local station, let's say TV stations, for instance. So the first thing I'm going to do is go to their website because I know you're not watching the shows live very often. Either watch it live or go to their website and just start cruising the content, right? Because we start seeing things like they might be profiling a local business owner here or profiling a local business owner there. So you're just watching to see where it's happening and who it's happening with. But th- so again, when I say that, I mean like what reporter usually interview small business owners or in the morning is usually when they do these things like good day, Chicago, wake up LA, right? So like good day, LA, that's when they're also doing these stories. You're leaning into like, where do I see stories like mine popping up or in the newspaper? Where do I see and who do I see writing about small business owners like me? So you're getting some intel. If you still can't find it there, let me just tell you a quick trip over to like a LinkedIn where you write down the name of a TV show in your local area, like, you know, Good Day Sacramento. So let's say you're pitching like a Good Day Sacramento. You're out there in California. An easy way to figure out that who, because again, you just need one person to ask and they'll lead you the next step, is to go to LinkedIn even and search under Good Day Sacramento. It's going to bring up all the people who work there, including producers, reporters, etc. So again, all the information is there. Like a little bit of time, a few minutes spent on a website or streaming into some TV, you're going to see the stories that are appearing. And then what you want to do is just get on a personal mission to either reach out to a reporter or a producer pitching this idea to them. And again, before you overthink it, I want to tell you again, and I'm going to keep saying this, it's 2023, 2024. Like all these reporters have their information right out there on LinkedIn. They have Facebook pages with their email addresses. Like all of these people's information is readily available. What we really want to focus on is like, this is an opportunity for me. It's only November. So I have two months to figure out at at least one or two of the stations where I live, like who is a producer I can pitch? Who is a reporter I can pitch? You can even go as far as to just call the station and say, I'm looking for the business reporter. I'm looking for the features reporter. I'm looking for the person who covers producers Good Day Sacramento. So again, what I really want you to focus on is saying, I have a behind the scenes story as a maker to share. Whether you're sketching things, whether you're making things, I want to invite people along for the ride. I mean, do that in my local press. All right. Amazing. That is such valuable information. I think a lot of times we get to these stopping points. So I love that. It's kind of like it's putting on your detective hat and going to look for the information. Cause like you said, everything is on the internet. So good. All right. So we've talked about ways to think about leaning in local. You feel like local is one of the fastest ways and the easiest ways to get press in the month of November, even into December, because these places, they need stories, right? You're helping them fill up the content and the things that they're doing and these current events and things that are interesting. So what would be another way in the month of November as a product-based mm-hmm. business owner that I could create buzz using some of your techniques? Yes. Okay. So I've got, I got two that are like popping off and I'm so excited to tell you about. One is again, like going the opposite way of gift guide and one will lean into gift guide. So let's start with something juicy. November is also National Entrepreneurship Month. It's legit legal holiday. So again, when things like this are happening, seasonal activities, observances, holidays like this, 
if we can piggyback on them by pitching a story of ourselves, again, local newspaper, local TV, things like that, and ride the wave of National Entrepreneurship Month, it's pushing the chances of that story happening up sooner. Because instead of like, this is a story for some time, we'll put it in our back pocket. This is a story for right now about this local mom and daughter who have a product making business or this local cookie making business or this local dog tap dance shoe business. So again, leaning into National Entrepreneurship Month is another excuse, if you will, to share your story with your local press. And again, reminding you, sometimes we stop ourselves before we even have a chance to get press because we are like overthinking, like, I can't figure out who the person is. I don't know what to do. When really, my friends, we have very limited options if you're going local, right? It's your basic TV stations, your basic newspaper, all of that information. It's like you take one step, the next answer appears. And often a lot of other good intel and relationship building along the way. So instead, I'd like you to think to yourself, like, let me think through a story about myself, a business story I could share Did I go from this to that? Was there a big life event that inspired my business? Is there some advice I can give to aspiring business owners along with my story? Like instead of spending your like small amount of time you have in your head worrying about what you don't have, start thinking, what will my story be? What advice can I also offer viewers beyond just talking about myself? Think about those things because again, we have all of November, even as we head into Small Business Saturday, where All these local TV stations have to churn out stories all holiday season long. So you want to pitch to be one of those stories. They have to go to meetings every day and pitch a story. And you want to be one of those. I love that. And, you know, one of the things you're talking about that seems so crucial and important is storytelling, right? So I think for Mm -hmm. press in general, Mm -hmm. it's being able to tell stories or being able to pitch a story, being really creative. You know, you already have this like innate bone being in PR Mm -hmm. to know like, I'm going to take this and I'm going to turn it into a story. And a lot of us might not think that our stories are interesting enough, but there are cool stories. Like there are cool stories that we can tell. Is there a favorite story that has stood out to you of any of like your students or anything that you want to share with us here? Well, you know, it's really interesting. First of all, there's a lot of people in the product product bus world who are also impressed for success. And I shout them out because I love their stories. But what I, what I almost am inspired to tell you back to that is, We all think we have to have this big story. Like the reason I make like dog clothes is because my dog was hit by a bus and when I saved his life, it brought me to this moment. But really the average human might want to be like, I hated my corporate America job. And so I decided I was going to start knitting. And then lo and behold, one craft fair led to another. Now I have a crafting business or, hey, I'm a full-time teacher who on the side has a product-based business. So sometimes... The stories we tell, we tell ourselves that our story isn't enough. And really, it's the thing that will connect to somebody else who's like, could I have a side hustle? So to me, the stories I love are simply when someone leans into what it really was that got them excited. Because we all know running a business is hard. So there's something that inspired you enough and still inspires you enough to do that. So that's the first thing I'll say. And the second thing I'll say is like, remember, dig into the layers of your business. It's not just like, I run a dog shoe making business, dog clothes making business. I run a dog clothes making business with made from local cotton that supports blind dogs. And I do it with my sister. And there's like so many layers to your story that you might not realize that make it juicy for them. So make sure you give them some of those bullets of here are some cool parts of my story I can share. And again, remember, 
it doesn't have to be like all the sexy parts. It can also be like, and I hit rock bottom and I found my way back, right? Like we want to hear those things as well. I mean, that makes for a great story, right? The hero's journey. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I mean, and that's so important. And each of you truly, I know that Sabina is telling you this here, but each of you truly do have an interesting mm-hmm. story, even if you don't think you do. Copper Hummingbird, Nancy, for 30 years, she was a zookeeper. And then she loved hummingbirds and she understood what hummingbirds needed to be fed. And she understood sort of like the feeding device that they needed. So she created copper hummingbirds, right? Sure. We can talk about the fact that she has these amazing feeders, but the cool story is like a woman at the second phase of her life after a whole career as zookeeper and what she's doing now and how much money she's generating and how she took care of her mom during the pandemic, who's in her 80s or 90s and how her mom was helping her build her business. You all don't realize that you have a story if it's, I have a family business and I did this because of X and my kids helped me ship. Yes. And also like, that's more interesting. We think the story is like, I'm a small business owner or I make pottery, which first of all, none, nine of the, those are statements. Like those aren't stories, but the story is everything else. And even like to, I think a lot of you have done something else, like to go like meet the former zookeeper who's now making beautiful, like copper, you know, ornament pieces or something and art like that is intriguing to someone find out how she does it, why she does it, how her mom, you know, her mom inspired her. All of those things are the story. And then if you say, we'll also invite your team into our studio and warehouse to like film some of the behind, because they want that juicy content. And before you say to yourself, oh my God, my studio, I work in my Brooklyn walk up, like on my floor making jewelry. Remember, and this is all Googleable, I swear. Sarah Blakely's first interview was like, remember it was with Oprah, was her in her apartment building. Like she didn't have a huge staff. It was the beginning. So don't feel bad if whatever you're going to show them for instance, there's a, a maker called White Pine Bath and Brew that I love out here in Portland, Maine, where I live. And she had an offer to film, again, a holiday season story about her soap making business. And she was freaking out, Sabina. But it's like literally in my back, my back guest room. Like, it's not like I have a fancy operation. I was like, that's awesome, right? That makes it so real. And they filmed her. And again, those things become the beginning stories of your business. So wherever they find you, that becomes part of your business journey. Um, and she's taken off from there. So again, don't worry about what you're going to show them behind the scenes. Yeah, I agree. And now that's video. And some of you are like horrified and terrified hearing us say this, but it could also be an, an amazing something that someone writes about you, right? Like they yes. put it in the local paper, yes. like the Sacramento beast since around like the Sacramento realm over yeah. here. So it could be your local paper featuring like, did you know your neighbor does this? It's cool because most of the stuff is not only in print, but it's online. And so that's more content yes. about you on the internet that helps people discover you. And if it's video or you're comfortable with that, there's that option too. So, all right. So we've talked about that. Completely for that. Yeah. Dot com. I want to show, I'm just like, like exclamation point what Jacqueline said. Like I keep talking in terms of TV because I think it's fun and flashy and I love it, but there's completely there's dot coms. And just as there are like behind the scenes stories and things you can pitch to local.com, but it's dot com. You're answering email, no matter who it is, you can be pitching to a lot of other places. So again, there, I've, one thing I feel like we're doing here is like expanding what we sometimes think press is as a product-based business, which is like gift guides, shopping guides, gift guides, shopping guides. But there's so much more that can turn you from like a product into a brand. Okay. Can we dig into shopping guides and gift guides, especially yeah. this season? Because yeah. 
So many people, when we prepare earlier in the year, you know, it is a little bit late right now, maybe to get in and maybe you could talk about some quick other ways that they can get in, but let's talk about gift guides. Wouldn't you say that a lot of gift guides during the season are a lot of like pay to play? So sometimes we think if we just pitch for like a good morning America or something like that, how do we handle gift guides? Cause I've been told that in order to get into gift guides at certain times and bigger gift guides, they have to have like a back end to it. Can they make affiliate money on it? Like there has to be a reason why they want to bring us on. So let's dig into the gift guides. That's so good. Cause even like what gift guides were two years ago or whatever, you know, we, we connected about this is not what they are now. And one thing you really hit that's probably like, I don't believe in pay to play in the sense of like, if someone's like, it's going to cost you X to be in this gift guide, it's probably not editorial. It's like an influencer or someone sort of being like taking, you know, having some fun with you. But the, what you're saying about the back end is right. Like these days, I would say 80% at least of gift guides for significant high impact gift guides that are actually going to move the needle will require affiliate links. But that can also mean Etsy, Amazon, Uncommon Goods. Like there's so, and you, then again, you can go with like skim links or share a sale or like racket jam. Like there's so many different things in the back end to do. But you're right, like a signet, like a Today Show, even now more and more on TV because everyone's got the QR code codes that they can purchase off of now. So the world is heading to affiliate links. I don't even think it's avoidable in the sense that like we used to be like, oh, I don't need to use social media for my business. Well, yeah, you do if you want to find people. I think affiliate links is something you have to consider more and more. That is the payment to be in more and more gift guides because it's how everyone from BuzzFeed to, you know, brides.com to good housekeeping is making a kickback on every sale that they do. Yeah. Because they get their impact, they get their reach and you're not paying for an advertisement in their Mm -hmm. editorials or in their magazines or their blogs. But if they're going to work with you or mention you, they want a kickback. So I love that you brought up Buzzfeed because going back to Nancy and Copper Hummingbird, without her doing her own press, her products have been Mm -hmm. featured in Buzzfeed so many times. Awesome. And BuzzFeed, what we know about that is because she sells her product on Etsy and she sells online, BuzzFeed uses Mm -hmm. her Etsy link because they can get commission. So even if BuzzFeed is going to do an unprompted, natural post about you, sometimes they want that, that. So it's not saying that you all have to be on Etsy. If you are on Etsy, that's great. If you're on Amazon, that's great. And like Mm -hmm. you said, there are alternatives. I know we have a link with, it's the productboss.com slash share a sale. And we we have an affiliate with them. I think they cut down on the initial like sign up. But if this is something you want to do, share a sale is another way, right? So what happens is it tracks the link. And that's super popular and trustworthy. Yeah. So they're going to like, that's the stuff you want to do. You want to be in something that everyone like makes you, it makes you a player these days. Yes. And so let's say share a sale. All you have to do is you get set up. They become an affiliate of yours. You give them a link and then share a sale tracks every transaction that comes and then make Mm -hmm. sure people get paid the amounts that they are hoping to make. So I think that's the thing about like bigger gift guides, like you said, with impact. So a lot of times people wish they could be in gift guides. There's a little bit more preparation to that. And there is this sort of this, they need to have a back end. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, speaking of BuzzFeed, I just wanted to also add to that because anyone listening and we share in our communities a lot of like, shared people. And I think of like Lacey Swan and other people, I think hyperbole New York is a jewelry designer. These are all people who pitched themselves into Buzzfeed, just stories I know and landed Buzzfeed as like DIY people doing their own stuff. So you can get found a hundred percent. And also 
You can pitch yourself. And I know Lacey talks a lot. It took her like nine months of pitching one to two times a month. But now once you're in, they're calling on you all the time because they're relying on that stuff. So again, if you are affiliate linked up and you want to proactively pursue it, it's something that's worth it because once you're once you're in BuzzFeed, they're using you for all kinds of opportunities. And that's also something even now in November, if you can start thinking of your products, like how can I frame this as a later in the season gifting item, right? Like mid-November onward, then, or even something like a New Year's Eve party must have. All of their, the shopping guides continue because just like Jacqueline said, this is affiliate money for them. Back in the day, there used to be like one gift guide at People's Style Watch. Remember there's like so little options. Now it's like, they're going to churn gift guides out on Bustle and Refinery29 and Mind Body Green and Well and Good and Poosh and like all that stuff until guess what? Then December 26th, it's like they're going to sell you New Year's Eve products. So what you really need to do is stop thinking like, oh gosh, it's 1997. The holiday gift guide ends with Oprah and that's it. And more like, to me, the calendar just keeps on turning and shopping guides keep on churning like Glamour.com, Cosmo, Marie Claire, InStyle. So it's more like, when am I hopping on the moving PR train? Okay, it's November. I'm thinking like late November, early December, earliest where the dot-coms are right now. But what, how can I show up for them? I'm sorry, I just like threw all that in there. But I'm like, there's still opportunities. And there's always a shopping guide, my friends. It's podcast recommendation time. And I am so excited to talk about one of my favorite shows right now, which is Imperfect Action, hosted by Steph Taylor. And it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Now, if you want marketing insights without the fluff, I'd love for you to tune in to this podcast. Now, there's an episode recently that I love, and it's called Stuck and Overthinking. Here's how to start taking imperfect action in your business. And this episode is a game changer. Steph unveils a four-step process to move past hurdles and just dive in. It's real, actionable advice from a marketing pro. So listen to Imperfect Action wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey, product boss. Okay, it's your product biz coach here, Jacqueline, and I have a treat for you. So the other day, we got a message on Instagram from our friend Lolly. Now she's a product boss and she was on the hunt for an easy to use inventory management software to keep track of her raw goods and what she had ready to sell. And guess what? We had an answer for her. Not only did we have a fantastic inventory management software to refer her to, but we also had a whole treasure chest of 308 other business tools and resources to make her product-based business easier to manage and more efficient to grow. And we have it for you as well. Now picture this packaging and printing supplies, affiliate management, website and email software, legal resources, video and photo tools. Oh my, you name it. We've got it. And here's the cherry on top. It is totally free, right? It's not going to cost you a single penny. That's right. Because you can get your hands on the product boss's ultimate resource guide. Absolutely free. We are on a mission to change small businesses' lives and their ability to grow around the world. And whatever we can do to help you do that, we are here for it. And so we're hoping that this resource guide is one step closer to reaching your dreams. So all you need to do is slide into our DMs on Instagram with the word guide and just send us that message and we will send you a link to download it right away. Or you can head straight to theproductboss.com slash resource guide. Easy peasy. 
Oh, and did I mention you can also DM us guide on Instagram and voila, we'll shoot you that link right away. So my friend, don't wait another second. You can get your hands on the ultimate resource guide for product bosses right now. Now let's jump back into the show. The other thing you and I were talking about was they can even at this point, I know it's mind blowing. I know it's hard but you can even start to pitch for Valentine's day. So like Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. November and December, you have to think ahead to what's coming next. And the reason why Valentine's day is there as a consumer holiday, because Mm -hmm. it was to get people spending again after Christmas. It was like, Oh, you know, there's nothing worse than a wife that's pissed. So you better spend your months. (laughs) Yeah. But that's the thing, right? We've got Valentine's day. And then quickly after that, we have Easter, we have mother's day. Like there's all these other moments that like you said, you could be a part of gift guide. So it's also a great time to start thinking future planning and also what you can do right now. And remembering like we think shopping guide and gift guide sometimes in the traditional sense, but expand that because again, since we know strategically business-wise, all of these publications want to get the clicks. Oh, like people love reading shopping guides anyway. So like they're the clicks, the affiliate money, all of that good stuff. So they're also thinking like, tablescapes, holiday parties, right? Hostess gifts, like things for teachers. Even Valentine's Day isn't just like engage in rings and jewelry anymore. It's like parties, things for your dog, things for your bestie. It's a singles holiday. Like there's so many ways you can spin things and so many places. Um, so again, I love that we're talking about this in November because again, when we're talking in gift guides, it's not like, oh, I'm I'm out of luck now. It's like, there's still stuff happening. Holidays, themes, parties, New Year's Eve through the end of the year. And then, like you said, we're marching on through February and there's like always an excuse to get out there and sell some more. Yeah. So if we were going to measure the success, right, because it's pressed for success. So now let's measure that (laughs) success. What metrics or indicators should businesses look at to measure the success of their PR or their PR campaigns? I think, you know, it's such a tricky space when you think about those things, because to me, PR is part of a bigger ecosystem of like publicity, content creation, and community. And community is like everything you're building from social to the people who show up in your shop, right? And they're all sort of working in an ESO ecosystem together that it can be leveraged. So because it's a false belief, in my opinion, that press translates into sales. Like, yes, you get on a show, people buy your stuff. Like, yes, that's a thing, but that's not really how we're analyzing it. So To me, it's a question of like, how am I layering this and leveraging it in my business so I can say, oh my gosh, it was so great. I mean, obviously we go on our local news or newspaper, we get sales, but what else is happening? Like, how is our visibility growing? How is our social, how is our social footprint growing? Um, Am I getting more people talking about me in hometown? So it's harder, like people can say something to you, like in a lot of, I worked in PR, I get it. Like, oh, well, there are two readers for every this right here, or there are a hundred thousand viewers. And this is translating into like a lot of ad sales and dollars. But to me, it's more like saying, this is part of the bigger win I'm trying to build for my business because social media alone won't cut it. It's not even like, it's not the only place. Um, your website can't live by itself. Your friends and family can't buy your products the rest of your life. So you need something else. To me, it's that tool in your tool belt. But again, of course, if I, I'll look at how much time I'm spending on something And then I'll track back some things like, okay, am I getting more website traffic back from it? Am I getting sales back from it and things like that? But again, some of that stuff can't be directly 
measured. So instead, you're trying to layer that on, layer on press opportunities, layer the press in with your social and your other campaigns, and then see how things are changing there, right? Even, I just want to add, like, you can have a press opportunity where you share a founder story that instead of translating just into sales, translates into somebody reaching out to you and inviting you to speak in your local community. So I feel like what you really want to look at is how is our brand growth and our visibility evolving and changing now that we've added press into it. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I paid a lot of money for press with Cuffs Couture, which is my product business that I had. And this was during the time that we didn't have social to reach out to as many people. And there Mm -hmm. were blogs, but it was just a different time. So I paid for press. And I'll tell you all how I used it. So I did get direct press, especially when I was starting out. And I ended up in People Magazine with like a half page of like the celebrities wearing my cuffs. So that was really, really lucky. And it was when people bought magazines and it was this time of year. And so people were mm-hmm. traveling. I remember going to the airport and just buying like a stack of magazines. Yes. That was my time. And they get like all like us weekly in touch, leg and stuff. Yeah. Yes. $30, $30 later, we added our reading materials for the plane. So I yeah. feel like I did really well then. And I kept having sales mm-hmm. because those magazines stayed in nail salons. Because again, yep. you know how a nail yep. salon will have a two-year-old magazine? I was still getting press from oh, that. Oh, yeah. But what I'll say and what you're saying is, right, we're going to have direct sales. I know that Mindy of Made for Mama's Shop, she was on, I don't remember if it was Good Day LA or Good Morning America. No, Good Morning America, something big. I think she did mm-hmm. this through Press for Success. And she prepared. She knew what she was going to talk about. She knew she was going to have the product. Mm-hmm. And she did mm-hmm. end up making like thousands of dollars in sales from that feature. Mm-hmm. But for me, I had that press that was directly related. And then I had things like Kim Kardashian buying it at a store and I had a photo. Or... Carrie Underwood was a fan and Carrie Underwood wore it on the country music awards. And then she Mm -hmm. wore it in a music video, like a cuff and a headband. Now, even though her style showed up in those weekly magazines and there was Mm -hmm. Instagram was starting and stuff, there wasn't a call out to my brand. Like it wasn't Mm -hmm. featured. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. what I ended up doing is I used that press as my own buzz. Like you said, because we're talking about how to get buzz and sales. And I was like the cuffs that Carrie Underwood loves or buy the, you know, I created a promotion and said, buy this cuff, like Carrie Underwood. Or if I was approaching wholesale stores, I would approach them and say like, yes, celebrities like Kim Kardashian and Carrie Underwood are wearing my stuff. I would send them a picture. And if they bought the product, I would actually send them like a foam board cutout of the press with that product. This is like perfect. This is like exactly what we do. do. It was like leverage. Oh my gosh. I'm like, my favorite thing you said was like, once you have the account, Give them like no one's gonna do it for you. Like I used to remember, I worked at like places we do this with small businesses. We do the same thing. Send them this laminated thing of like, yeah. look, here we were in Oprah's gift guide, or here we are with a celebrity, and then they will sell your product that way for you. But give yes. them the tools. So I want you all to think about it like how you're te- you're saying it. There's mm-hmm. going to be the direct ROI to sales, but then there's yeah. going to be the ROI of buzz of other people mm-hmm. talking about you. And like you said, it's this like omni-channel. Is it creating more links that are going to drive people back to your website or where they can buy? Mm-hmm. Are other people talking about it and its awareness? Is it something you can leverage to get you into yeah. a market or a show? Is it something that when you're approaching stores, you could say like, hey, look, we were featured on Good Morning America. It's just even a reinforcer on your website as seen on. Yeah. And even like, not just on the founder, like the the landing page, like as seen on, but that sales page where it's like the specific yes. item. I'll give me that closing moment of like, oh, this was an OLIS. Like, I was like, and I get it, right? Like, it's like, that's how it works. Or even local press. It's that moment of like the extra push you need 
to close that deal. So I think people love those moments. Yes. And so these are all of those things, even if you have the mm-hmm. rights to certain photos, these are things that you can use or a scene on. And um, yeah, so leverage. A newsletter I promo. Like you, I love when people celebrate a press win by like, you know, doing some kind of sale because you're letting people celebrate with you. Like everyone wants to get excited. And I'll say there's another, there's like a handmade doll company I know about who, as they started getting press and it gets people excited about you. So then online influencers started reaching out to them to do campaigns, like has this ripple effect because it's like you become something different when everyone's seeing all these people talk about you. So you're right. There's like the immediate ROI. And then to me, it's like that bigger, like the brand starts swirling in the content community publicity space. And that's when it starts getting bigger and bigger and you stand out so people can find you and choose you. So since you do work with a lot of our students, so a lot of our multi-stream machine students are in your program or the product boss. So you're, you're aware of product-based businesses and issues that we might run into, but what are some common mistakes that you see businesses making in their holiday PR strategies? Yes. Okay. Let me think. First one, like a nuts and bolts one is when you're sending an email and this is holiday and beyond don't lead or even like give up much real estate to your like business name, unless you're something so famous and known with like a name recognition on a first name basis, you have to give that real estate of any subject line to explain like, are you an under $50 bath and organic bath and body product? Are you gifts for dogs that they can wear? Like tell, I have a weird fixation on animal clothes today, but like, <laughs> tell me in that subject line what you are. Don't be like Babs boys clothes. Like no one knows what that means. They're going to delete it. So that people think they have to do. So I think that's a big mistake. Another mistake I feel like people make is you send one email, people don't respond. You're like, I guess that's it. I guess, I guess no one wanted to talk to me when really to me, pitching is always and pitching, meaning sending an email for a gift guide opportunity or anything is like you send one email. If they didn't answer, you send a follow-up email If I'm feeling like extra sassy, I might a few days later send my Hail Mary third. Or I know that like, that's just like one pitch, right? Like maybe I do a pitch on like my holiday gift guide offerings. Then I might circle back a week or two later with something that's more specific, like, you know, for the gift to the lady who has everything or even a week later because it's holiday season right now. So again, don't think that just the one time you pitch your product to someone without a follow-up and they don't respond, they're not interested. Um, I know that they're inundated, the media are with emails and pitches. So you have to consistently show up in their inbox for them to really acknowledge and see you in the clutter of all the other emails. And one last thing I want to say to you all for like any kind of product pitch to anyone is um, when they're going to go see what you have to offer, don't just like drop a link and think someone's going to cruise all your products and find something they need, right? Don't just give them too much information. So if you're going to offer somebody something for a shopping guide, any thematic offer, you want to give them like an attachment of a PDF or a a specific photo or a link to a digital line sheet or something, but don't just like expect them to go seek out your best pieces. Be very specific at what you're offering them. Like we offer everything means you offer nothing to a busy busy person. It's like what I say. If you sell everything, you sell nothing. (laughs) Right. And no one wants that. Like, it's like when you see those like experts online, they're like, I'm coaching everything. You're like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. So, and again, you might have like 50 beautiful necklaces, but no one wants to wade through 50 beautiful, beautiful necklaces. Like even for Valentine's Day, like give me 
like six of your favorite pieces for this pitch in a white background PDF so I can see it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, not like, oh, I don't even know where to start. Yeah, nobody has time as much time as you think (laughs) that you want them to have and spend on your stuff. It's like, put it in front of them. So I love that, you know, putting it in the image dropped into the email. They don't have to go anywhere. I love it. They don't even look at all your copy. They're just being like, I like, right? Like they get it right away. They don't even have the time or want to download or click a link. They don't know where it's going. (laughs) Yeah. You know, exactly. Like all those like uh, hyperlinks. I'm always like, I don't know. Like, is I this think you real? could do something where it's like an image and you're like, these are our, these are like our six customer favorites or for Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. Let's just say that was dropped into the email. And if you want to see more or you want to see our best sellers or if you, you know, click this link. Yes. Yeah. So they get that you, the, you like invite them. Canva up a collage. Like don't yeah. overthink it. Back when I was a baby PR girl, like, and I left my full-time PR job and I had to figure everything out on my own. I was DIYing everything. And at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, this is like PR, not ER. You're not like curing cancer. You're sending someone business emails with information about your business, with pictures, with product information, right? With retail shopping prices. Like that's what you're doing right now. A hundred million percent. I agree. (laughs) And I think we all have to kind of get over ourselves a little bit, right? Like it's okay if you get sweaty and hot and you're nervous to send the button, but do it. And I also love that you said about follow-up and follow-through because we get pitches all the time to be on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And if they had pitched me with, this is why they will make sense on the Product Boss podcast. Yes. Welcome. But I think that John, who sells real estate, would be amazing for your podcast. It's like, actually, if you knew what my podcast was, Nobody wants to hear from John about real estate because we're talking about building your product-based business, like making things and selling them. So I think that makes a lot of sense when you're doing this pitch. Mm -hmm. I love it for dot-coms, for gift guides, for local news. They can do it for podcasts as well. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let me ask you, is there one piece of advice that you could give to these business owners that are looking to make a splash this holiday season? Like, what would that be? I feel like the biggest piece of advice, yeah, is like, you have to just take that first step. And I don't be like, oh, Sabina, that's not what I wanted to hear. But I'm like, what? That's the only way the next step comes up. And you just like have to be like, even if it's like sloppy action, at least it's action. Because they've seen it all. My husband is a former New York News like editor. I used to read him emails on road trips. And I was like aghast at what people would think was a proper pitch for him. So you're going to be already, by making an effort and listening to all of us here and trying you're already going to be ahead of what some people are sending out, like ludicrous. So, but you have to take action because that's the only way you get better. That's the only way you figure out, oh, okay, this isn't the right producer, but they sent me to another producer. Like all of that happens when you start taking action. Everything like you don't like progress is the only way we get better. We only get that way by actually taking action. So I think no matter how cliche it sounds, that is the only way. And I will say this to all of you because it's true. Like you talk about a follow-up. Before we knew each other, when I was so sure I wanted to be on the Product Bus podcast, I'm like, I belong with these people. I must have pitched you all like at least embarrassing amount, like you guys, eight, I don't even know. Sometimes I know it, it was like a like, two-year timeline until we like finally connected. Journey. And it wasn't like, because they're like, oh, Sabina, you are a terrible person. It's like, they had their own stuff going on. Everyone's so busy. So again, like all of this stuff just kept, keep showing up, sharing how you are a good fit at this time for these people. And like, that's all stuff that's already inside of you. And I know yeah. that. So again, like the showing up is how we get anywhere like here. 
Yes. And I I love that you bring that up because we were busy and running around like chickens with our heads cut off and the business was growing and we didn't have the team or like the resources to like track every email. So here's what I'll say when she, when we finally connected, I was not annoyed. I felt like I knew who you were. I was like, oh, Sabina. Yeah, I know who Sabina is. I didn't know. It was more of like you were in my inbox or you're following us on social in the way that it wasn't like I was purposely ignoring and be like, oh, that's Sabina again. It's just, you ended up almost becoming familiar. So I think that that's something for you all to consider. We say sending emails are like a billboard in someone's inbox. It's just keeping you top of mind or a reminder. And so don't be afraid. Like not hearing back is not rejection. We just don't know who's on the other end of those emails or those messages and like how busy or overwhelmed or what's happening or it's not the right time. But I love that you said follow through. If it's not this pitch, what's another pitch? Mm -hmm. Now you have their contact info because you as a publicist, you don't pitch Oprah's list once and never pitch again. I pitch all the time. Like, (laughs) and I think we're just used to not hearing back when I hear back. I'm like, Oh, like, I mean, I do now that I've been doing this forever. We communicate all the time, but again, like that is just the game guys. Like this is how it works. And like, when you were saying that I wasn't like questioning my worth when I wasn't hearing back, I was like, these ladies are busy. I love their stuff. I'm going to keep reminding them I'm here. Like, this is just how the world works. And the more we can just believe we're going to, we're going to fit in that flow, the the more action you're going to take. But we, I love hearing all these stories. I'm like, it's possible. We are seeing it all the time in our communities. And I'm like really excited to hear you all take action. Oh, so good. This is such a good, and like you said, juicy, like this is a good juicy episode of really kind of helping you all think about what can you do right now? And how can you start to think about the future and prepare for other gift guides, other times where your stories are going to matter or be important for press, right? Because they are also, people in press are also trying to do their job and their job is to turn out content. Yeah. They're not just there opening emails all day long. Yeah. And it's not like they have free flowing ideas. Like they, they need you sometimes to pitch them an idea and it matches at the right time. So Tell our listeners how they can continue to connect with you and learn more from you. Yes. So first of all, find me on Instagram first at Sabina Knows, K-N-O-W-S, because I'm always there talking about PR and courage and all those things. Say hi. And then also find me over at pressforsuccess.com. I know you all have links here as well, but that is our ongoing PR school and membership community. We've got everything from like pitch templates to streaming courses and classes to live support. So come let us help you make press possible for you. Oh, I love that. All right. We will drop all of the links into the show notes so you all can um, click through. Say hi to Sabina on Instagram. While you're there, make sure to follow the product boss as well. And happy holidays, my friend. Thank you for all of this advice for our community so much fun. I can't wait to see you all in the press. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the product boss podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive, and we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. 
we are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts, and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us.